Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. If you could please turn with me to 2 Peter, the second epistle of Peter, chapter 1. We're picking up in verse 5. We're going to look at verses 5 to 9, Lord willing. The title of our message is Add to Your Faith. Add to your faith. My wife and I, I don't know if you use Amazon, but lately we've been using Amazon, and, and it's addicting. <laughs> because it's so easy. You just you know, look online, you find what you want, and you usually get it at a better price, and you can have it you know, sometimes within a day or two days. And you know, I used to fight it. I'd say, I'm not, I would never use that. Well, now we're using Amazon Fresh, so we order our groceries online. Oh. And yeah, I would laugh too, because I thought people are crazy that do that. But you can order up to midnight. And they're cheaper, cheaper. yes. That's my Scottish wife. They're cheaper. We save money. We save gas. We save time. And so Amazon Fresh, we order groceries online. And you order before midnight. Listen to this. It'll be at your doorstep before 7 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, really? We tested it. We're doing it. We're like, no way. And sure enough, we hear the little gate open up before seven. And they're down. we go downstairs. We take our groceries. We put them up on the counter. We put them in the fridge. We're like, this is good. And we save money. But the other day, and usually we just do our order and we're done. You hit the button complete and it tells you how much and all that kind of stuff. But the other day we were making an order and it's been a while because we've, you know, we've been out and about, so we've been not using it. So, so we, we were out of routine, you know. So we, the other day we were on there, we we're placing our order. We hit, okay, complete. And we're going to send the order. What time do you want it there before 7 a.m.? And just do, 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 boom, boom. And you're just, it's done. And then we're sitting there in bed and we're like, oh, we forgot to order, you know, water. And we're like, oh, yeah, okay, let's go back. And so we go back on and we go, do-do, we go add to order, add. Boom, they added on to the order, still going to be there. It says as long as you add to the order before midnight, we'll still add it to the order. I'm like, this is great. So, so they're, you know, like added that to the order. Like, oh, no, we forgot black beans. We need black beans, you know. It's like, okay, so let's put that on the order. So we go back on, log back in, do-do-do, do-do-do-do, add to order, doom. We get an email, added it to the order. And we're like, this is good. Then we forgot something. Like, I think it was three times. Seriously. And we're trying to race, you know, before midnight. You got one minute or do, 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 do. Right, send. As long as you get it there. I think it's 12.01. As long as you get it right on. This last time, I think it was right like minutes before, like a couple minutes. And she's like, honey, you better hurry. You better have It's okay. It's okay. We got do, 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 watch. Boom. It's done. And sure enough, before seven o'clock, they're there. I think this time we did between seven and nine, though. So they're, they're right after seven, and, and they're there. In our faith, so many believe that you don't have to add anything to faith. You just need to believe. But let me tell you, you need to add to the order. You will not grow unless you add certain things to your faith. And we're going to look at those things that we must add to our faith in order to have growth, to or, in order to, to have a fruitful spiritual life. It, it's not good enough just to have faith. We, remember, as we're going to look at, the apostle Peter wrote to those that have like precious faith. And now he's going to tell them, but now add to that. And we're going to look at seven things that we're to add to our faith. So if you can with me, if you please stand And I'm going to read just these few verses. Verses 5 through 9, the Apostle Peter writes, 
And remember, this is to all believers. So if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, this is written to you today. He wants us to listen and he wants us to add to our faith these things. Verse five, and Peter writes, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add, here it is, add, don't miss this, add to your faith, virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks, listen, he who lacks, he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his old sins. Heavenly Father, we just want to say again, Happy Father's Day, Dad. Lord, I know these verses have challenged me in a wonderful way. And I pray that these verses would challenge everybody that's listening right now. That we wouldn't be content just by saying, yeah, I I have faith. I'm going to heaven. I I believe Jesus died on the cross. I I believe he rose from the dead. I, I believe by faith. Oh, Lord, may this church not be a a place where there's a bunch of spiritual babies. No, may this be a place where we can mature, we can grow, and we can add to our faith, and we can be challenged, that we put away childish things. Bless your word, God. Give us understanding. May we walk out those doors knowing that we heard from you, but may we walk on those streets applying these things that we just read. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. You could be seated. Thank you. If you're here last week, you, you know that we talked about the theme of this letter. The theme of the letter is knowing God, or the, having the knowledge of God. Also, this letter is to warn us, to warn us that there's false teachers out there and to, to warn us not to fall prey to the lies of these false teachers, and we're going to look at that. If you're here with us last week, we looked at God's divine power and how the divine power that is given to us, he's our power source, and In him, we have everything we need for life and godliness. We're not lacking anything when it comes to life and godliness. It's found in him. He's our source. He's the one that gives us our our power. Dunamis, as we looked at, the same word we get dynamite or dynamic. And he gives us dynamic power, but we're to be plugged in continually into our power source. Remember, we talked about the vacuum cleaner. We can plug it in the mattress. Guess what? It's not going to work. You need to plug it into the power source. So we talked about last week power, and we talked about precious promises, but now as we just read, we're going to talk about participation. We're to participate. We're we're to add to our faith. We're to grow. We're to mature. God doesn't want a bunch of spiritual babies running around the church. We're to mature. We're to grow. And the way we can grow is right in front of our eyes. This is our growth. This is the way we grow. So let's look back at verse Five, it says, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. 
Diligence, it means this word, if you're a note taker, it means with haste, with speed. It means uh, there's a a sense of urgency. We're to add these things with urgency. So if you're here today and you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have faith, you're to add to your faith these things, but it's something that you're to have an urgency for. You're to say, okay, virtue, let's do this right away. Let's not waste time. Let's not say, oh, tomorrow I'll do this. Oh, I have this to do. I've got that to do. No, we're we're to be diligent as we add these things, we're to realize that it's something that we need to do yesterday. Add to your faith. We all, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you've accepted the Lord as your Lord and Savior, you have faith, you're saved by grace, through faith, you have salvation. We're saved by his grace. We're saved by faith, by believing that Jesus Christ died on the cross, believing that he rose again from the dead, believing. So that's our saving faith. He's writing this letter, just as a way of reminder to all those with like precious faith. Last week I asked, raise your hand if you have like precious faith. And I'm gonna do that again. If you've accepted Christ as your savior, can you raise your hand for me, please? Wow, keep your hand up. Wow. God bless you guys. So this is for you. This letter's for all of us. But now the challenge is, if you have like precious faith, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, now again, he wants us to mature. And he's gonna give us, add to our faith. But again, I, I pray you don't lose this. There's an urgency to this. There's an urgency, let's, let's add this stuff. And, and when I read these things, I, I'm like, God, I want these things added. Don't you love little babies, you know, that they're just young, they're learning to talk, you know, mama, dada, and it's so cute, you know, and they're, they're just so cute. Whenever there's babies, you know, in the church and babies and, you know, we've got Melissa here, she's just going to have a baby any day now. And so, but the babies, it's just so awesome to have babies around. They just bring life and joy and everything. It's wonderful. But if 30 years later, the baby's still saying, or the grown man or grown woman is saying, mama, dada. There's something wrong. It's fun having baby Christians in the church, people that just accept Christ and they're learning about the Lord and they're like, well, who is Moses? And they're like, you don't know who Moses is. This is Moses. This is what he did. This this is so wonderful. And and David, King David, you know, who's King David? You don't know who King David. Let me tell you about King David, what he did. Well, he fell a little bit and then, oh, he fell another time. Pretty bad too. But, But this is King David. And it's wonderful to teach those things and to see the baby Christians just absorbing it and saying, I want more, I want more, teach me more. And who's Ezekiel and who is this person? But if like 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road, they're still asking the question, "Um, who's Moses? King David, was he a good guy or a bad guy? It's not so cute anymore. We're to grow in our faith. We're to add to our faith. We're we're to grow spiritually. We're to mature spiritually. And and this is the way we can do it again. So add to your faith these seven things. So there's seven, interesting, seven, a number of completion. I'm not saying that this is, you know, you're complete with these. But the first one we look at here is virtue. And virtue means moral goodness or moral excellence. Basically, if you want to write, if you're a note taker, virtue means doing what's right. Just doing what's right. In there, with this word, you know, doing what's right, it, it, it talks about, or it, it's an example of, you know, being pure and, and having pure thoughts and staying pure and, and having purity of, of, of mind and, and purity of actions. And so it's important. Add to your faith this purity, but do what's right. 
In this word, in the definition, it could also mean, you know, fulfill your purpose or its purpose. That's the the definition of fulfilling its purpose. In other words, if you're a screwdriver, you're to be putting screws in walls or to take screws. So use your purpose. That's your purpose, to be a screwdriver. If you're a hammer, you know, be used as a hammer. Hammer and nails. Don't try to use a screwdriver to hammer and a nail. It just doesn't work too good. We're to do what's right. If you're a Christian, if you have faith in Jesus Christ, you're called to bring glory to God and you're called to do things the way he wants through the conviction of the Holy Spirit and through the word of God. We're not called to be like the world. We're called to do what's right. I remember being at a pastor's conference and one of the pastors shared about how his father, his dad, with Father's Day and all, his dad had a dream and in his dream, he was on an escalator, and he, on the escalator, his escalator was going up, and his friend that's a city council member was going on an escalator going down, and he realized in the dream he was going up to heaven, and his friend was going down into hell, and in his dream, his friend that was going down into hell yelled up to him, why didn't you tell me? And his answer was, well, I, I did, I did, in other words, kind of. He goes, no, why didn't you make it real to me? If it was real to you, why didn't you make it real to me? That was his dream. And he woke up, he was so shook up, he called up his friend, he met with his friend immediately. And he says, "Uh, you know I'm a Christian? He goes, yeah, he goes, but I want to tell you something. This is real to me. Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. He changed my life. I'm born of his Holy Spirit. My life has changed. I need to make this real to you. And that man accepted Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. Not only did he accept Christ, but his wife ended up accepting Christ and his whole family got saved. Being a Christian is doing, not just having faith in Jesus Christ, but it's doing what's right. It's doing what we're supposed to be doing, what we're called to do. I love what Paul the Apostle said in Galatians 6, 7. He says, do not be deceived. You know this one. God is not For whatever a man sows, that shall he also For if he sows to his flesh, he will also reap corruption. Do you know what that means? So we have faith in Jesus Christ, but we keep sowing to the flesh. We keep doing things our way. Corruption. Corrupt. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Listen to this. Verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing, doing good, doing what's right. Don't grow weary doing what's right. Why? For in due season you shall reap if you do not lose heart. It's an exhortation for us, those of us, if you're doing what's right, keep doing what's right. Keep being used by God. Turn away from things that are not of God. I love what we're told also in Colossians 1.10. For that, so it says, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. That's doing what's right. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. We're doing what's right. And once we do what's right, we have understanding and we grow spiritually. So that brings us to the next part, the knowledge of God. Add to, your virtue, add to virtue knowledge. 
This word means practical knowledge. It's to know what's right and what's wrong. It's to know what's true or false. It's, it's not, it, you're not falling for deception. Do you realize we live in a world that's very deceiving? People are calling things true when they're false. They're calling things white when they're black. They're celebrating babies being killed in the womb, and they say that's a celebration. Let's all clap. Let's stand. Let's give this person a standing ovation. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. We're to have knowledge. We're to, to know, practical knowledge. God wants us to know as believers. We're not to be ignorant of truth. What's right, what's wrong. It's, it's in here. We have an instruction book. And it's, this is our instruction book. The, it's an open book test. Isn't that great? Don't you wish when you went to school it was an open book test? How easy would that be? But it's an open book test. We have the answers right in front of us. His word gives us practical knowledge, practical wisdom for everyday life. But also interesting, the, the same word is used in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. It says, husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding. That's the same word, knowledge. And, and it's to understand with your wife, dwell. Husbands, dwell with your wife with, with intimacy, to know them, to understand them, to, to know them intimately, to, to know them personally. And it's important that we, we know the Lord that way, not just the knowledge of the word of God, but really knowing him personally, intimately, hanging out with him, spending time with him, knowing him more and more as we, we hang out with him. My wife and I will be married this, uh, this year 19 years. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, praise God. And I remember when I was courting her, as we call it. You know, we were courting. It was a short courtship. But we were in Austria for two weeks. We were at a missions conference in Austria, probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to in my whole entire life. It's beautiful in Austria. Uh, Calvary Costa Mesa, they, they own a castle there. And they have a, it was just a beautiful place. There's a lake there. And so we went on walks with the, in the, by the lake. We I went to you know, restaurants and hung out, and at nighttime, I've shared this once before, but there was a couch that was in the hallway. You know, they had, you know, obviously, we weren't married yet, so we're, the guys slept on their side, the women slept on their side over there, but there was a couch in between. So we, was, we stayed on the couch, and we would, they named the couch the courting couch because we were just courting her. And we just spent time getting to know each other. And I would read the Bible to her, and we would talk, and we would, we would you know, because... We knew each other for a short period of time. So we were hanging out, just getting to know each other. And I think I shared this with you once too. She even took her makeup off in front of me. To, she says, I want you to see what you're getting into. <laughs> it took some time to adjust. No, no, just no, no, no. <laughs> just a joke, just a joke. That was just a joke. Just a joke. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Father's Day. Extra grace on me, please. Extra grace. 
it was, it was, I mean, it was really pathetic, though. I mean, because we would sit there. And the good thing was it was great because, you know, we're out in the open. People are walking by. But we would stay up, you know, all hours. And we were just talking and getting to know each other. It was just pathetic. We'd be like, bye, you know. She, I'm going to my side. She's, well, see you later. And then, well, let's talk about this for a while. And we'd be up to like 2, 3 in the morning. Had to get up at 7. It was, just a, it was just crazy. But the next day, we would go on walks together and hang out. Why? Because I wanted to get to know the one I was going to spend the rest of my life with. 19 years later, we still go on walks together. We still love hanging out together. We still love dining together. I'm still getting to know her. And she's still getting to know me, but it's deeper. It's more mature. We're to have the knowledge of God. We're to hang out with him. We're to get to know him better. We're to spend time with him. That's what this book is about. This is how we grow I shared with you last week that someone once said, if you take care of the depths of your devotional life with the Lord, he will take care of the width of your ministry and your family life, and he'll, he'll take care of everything else. But that, that devotional time hanging out with the creator, can you, can, you put, can you wrap your mind around this? The God that created everything that's, you know, the word in, in Hebrew when it says bara, he, he made things out of nothing. He said light be, light was, bara, out of nothing. He spoke the stars in existence out of nothing. Bara, we can't do that. He wants to hang out with you. He wants to spend time with you. I believe our marriage would be a mess if I wasn't hanging out with my wife. If I'd go away for six months and a year and say, oh, honey, yeah, how you doing there? Yeah, oh, you holding down the fort. Oh, good, hold down the fort. I'll be home in two weeks, but I got to go after that. I'll be gone another year and a half. Yeah, we can do that with God. Add to your faith virtue. Add to your faith knowledge. Know him. Know him through his word. Spend time in his word. Know him through prayer. Spend time with him in prayer. Know him personally. Talk with him. Do you sing to the Lord? I I love singing to the Lord. You might say, I have a terrible voice. Well, he gave it to you, so give it back to him. Just talk. (laughs) He loves hearing it. Maybe some others around you, your friends might not like hearing you sing, but he loves hearing you sing. I find it interesting, the virtue and knowledge go hand in hand. We were told that in Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2, 6, it says, For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge. Hang out with him, you'll get wisdom and knowledge and understanding. You want understanding? It comes from the Lord. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. You want wisdom, you want understanding, hang out with them, but also do what's right. Be upright. He guards the path of the justice. He preserves the way of the saints. You want your life preserved? Are you a saint today? The Bible really teaches you're either a saint or an ain't, right? Preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul. Verse 10, discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things. We need this. Men are speaking very perverse things these days. From those who leave the paths of righteousness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil. Do you know people that are rejoicing in doing evil? Stay away from them. And delight in the, in the perversity of the wicked. 
whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their path. Verse 16, to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. Father's Day, fathers, dads, stay away. Seek the Lord. Spend time with him. Know him, knowledge. Let's go on. Let's look at our the next one. Add to knowledge self-control. Self-control. This basically means say no to ungodly passions and pleasures. Turn away from them. Also means not being controlled by your desires and your passions. Can I say this as believers? We must not allow the things of this world to control us. We're to have one master, and that master is to be Jesus Christ mastering over us by his Holy Spirit. Don't allow different things in this world to master you. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.